That's very true. I don't know how to work things. All right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, give it up for Kellen. Yeah. Hey, Kellen, do you want to give out your last name or no? Oh, yeah, that's fine. What's your last name? Hyde. <laughs> Ke- Kellen Hyde. I never knew that. Yeah. How are you doing today, Kellen? It's a... Uh, I'm... Top of the world. How are you, Steve? I am just dapper. Just absolutely dapper. dapper. Yeah. <laughs> this is fun. I no, seriously, I'm I'm really excited. It is new new setup and everything. And you also again, it's interesting when I have people that I bring, I'm like, hey, we need a topic. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, Oh, I got so many things. I have a lot of topics. I got so many things. I know a lot about a lot. Yeah. And some people are like, I they're just like, I don't know, like I could do this, or it's just like you are you were like, There's so many things. I had a a laundry list. A laundry list. Laundry list of so things. So today, I am a little salty. Um, you were supposed to bring uh, eyeliner for me, but it's fine. Let it be known that I said you should wear eyeliner. And he said, if you bring it. I, putting all of the pressure on me. I don't have eye- All right. <laughs> I should have bought some. You're right. <laughs> I should have bought some to prepare, for sure. <laughs> I was thinking about, instead of uh, the bone zone, right? Yeah. Doing the clone zone, and I just dress up like the guest. <laughs> that would have been fun that would be fun so we'll see which one i don't i'm still undecided what if every episode is just a different rhyme yeah (laughs) that'd be good you'd run out of rhymes true but then i do the clone zone again but like star wars the clone wars and i dress up as like i don't know okay okay (laughs) maybe it's a seasonal thing yeah that's what somebody was kind of getting on me about was like with the bones i was like that's like a fall thing like it'll work in fall but yeah after that you could be a skeleton in the summer all skeletons are skeletons literally year round. Damn. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Kellen, nobody knows what we're talking about, so we should just get into... Uh, I think they can tell. Uh, the bones are, right? <laughs> they know that the the bones are their money, and so are the worms. Anyways. So true. <laughs> okay, so today we are talking about emote culture. Yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah. And you know so much about it? Oh, I'm knee deep in it. Yeah, <laughs> neck deep in it. Is that a... That's a punk band. It's a pop punk band, yeah. It's not an emo band. Is it emo? I would say that if you are into emo, then you would also listen to Neck Deep, but they're a pop punk. But there's a lot of overlap. It's not like um, most bands aren't just one genre. Hmm. They're like, a lot of pop punk bands are also emo. Sure, sure. So emo, where did you, uh, I have that emo started with post-hardcore and hardcore punk in the 1980s. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then from there, what I thought was cool about that period, too, was it was like a shift from it was like part of um, part of like music culture is obviously based on like regular culture. Right. So it's like people in that era were like moving. They were shifting from anger to action in D.C., apparently originating in D.C. Like so they were going from extroverted rage, you know what I mean? Like in the 70s, like 60s, a big riot period, mm-hmm. the 70s and things like that to just internal ter- turmoil and getting just uh, <laughs> from individualized mass to a mass of individuals. I read that. that okay, was a fun okay. One. Yeah, so yeah. it's kind of cool. It kind of makes sense too, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a bunch of sad. So sad. So sad. <laughs> <laughs> That's when like The Cure was big too, right? Yeah. And they were big in like being sad boys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're, I, I don't like, uh, I never listened to The Cure, but every time I think about The Cure, I think about this line. From Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist, oh. where she's like, the cure, what are they, the curing? <laughs> that doesn't really matter here. <laughs> it's just in my head every time I think about the cure. No, it's a good one. I don't know what they're curing either. True. What are they the cure what for? The because curing? it's not COVID-19. Anyways. So true. Actually, it kind of was. They helped me get through it. I don't know about you. Oh, okay. That was the first time I listened to like a full album by the cure, and it kind of yeah. helped a little bit. It spoke to you. It did. Put it up did. your everything ailments yeah i don't think i don't think that emo music really like cures anything you know what i mean i think it's more of a and this was was, like one of the things that i was reading about the subculture was like how people would listen to it to like this it was a like so they the band that was singing like the artist had Mm -hmm. gone through a depression or something like that something emotional and then that the people listen to it because they went through it as well mm-hmm. but when they phrase it like that it's like in their past and i'm like i think it's when they're currently going through it you know what i mean they're relating to it yeah 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 so it's really interesting yeah it's a lot of relating a lot of um it's like cathartic to play and to hear sad sad but yeah it's not it's not a cure yeah. but 
it's like uh, a lot of the people in emo music deal with mental health issues. So mm. nothing would really cure it anyway. It's really just a way to deal. True coping mechanism. Yeah. Yeah. I sh- uh, just had Marty on uh, to talk about anxiety. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> I like asked him, I was like, you ever think you could ever like get rid of your anxiety? He's like, oh, no, absolutely not. Mm-mm. It's more of just like finding ways to cope with it and like, you know. Yeah, his weighs uh, seven Miller Lights. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but so when did you start to... So, I mean, obviously, I don't know if it happened... For, oh, wait, you were early in it, right? Oh, yeah. So Early yeah, adapter. <laughs> <laughs> so when did you start to get into it? I started listening in, like, elementary school. Um, like, Simple Plan was one of my first, like, favorites... Um, I watched Jackass from a super young age. Yeah. So it's like exposure to punk music through Jackass and like more heavy stuff. Like, I don't know, just kind of branching out from there and like Viva La Bam, stuff like that. So those were on MTV. So I was watching MTV to see those things and like different emo bands start popping up on MTV as well. Yeah. So it's just like a natural progression for me yeah to get super into super sad and like my sister mm-hmm. uh she's like she's six years older than me mm-hmm. and uh goth okay. so she, she was, was already like, into it like different like types of music but mm. like say like she would shop at hot topic so i would go with her to hot topic we would like she would i don't know put me in darker clothes that i thought were cool yeah yeah okay <laughs> Well, and so what's the difference between like goth and what you consider to be emo? Uh, so I don't, like uh, I think there's a lot of overlap, and there it none of it is like black and white. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's all black. But, well, it's all black. <laughs> but <laughs> um, I don't know. Like when I think of goth, I think of like harder music, um, like. Almost like screamo a little bit is is emo you well you could like I think a lot of people that are into emo at especially in like the golden era of screamo were also into screamo True. but like when I think of like heavy I can't even think like uh I don't, I don't know like just no you don't have to come up with if you I'm straight up I struggle so much because I just don't listen to heavy music yeah well, see, well that's not what we're here to talk about yeah. is it? you know we're here heavy it would be like uh page music page, like metal heavy metal mm-hmm. and if you want more on that check out a couple episodes ago <laughs> when page was on yeah. uh yeah um but uh, interesting so more like metal but so emo is more would you say emo is more poppy in a way pop in music is popular mm. and some emo can lean towards pop especially when you get into like the field by ramen era of emo that's for sure pop because that's like fallout boy mm. panic at the disco all well, time low pop. okay well so before we get into that that's what i wanted to i guess let's start at like the modern iteration of um emo because it wasn't like of course it originated you could say it originated in the 80s or whatever but mm-hmm. i heard it was like reinvented is what i read it was that it was like reinvented kind of in the 90 like from 91 to like 94 era yeah and i was surprised how much weezer popped up there to be honest with you oh well, yeah i was kind of excited about that yeah you're big you're a big weezer head. you don't have to talk about <laughs> it but i was like wow because i didn't i just thought they were always like a, a pop band you know yeah. what i mean but apparently that's like where a lot of the inspiration uh came from for like the you know the melodies and in, in emo yeah now, a know? lot i i'm not like uh i don't know much about the structure of music but i know like early weezer like pinkerton's such a good album um yeah, cornerstone of yeah. emo apparently <laughs> but it's like fans like joyce manor get a lot of inspiration from early weezer in like the more like upbeat fast type. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so the the fashion is another thing that goes into emo culture, right? Yeah. And so I read during that era it was kind of the way that Weezer would dress was kind of like like it was almost like they were fashioning not just the song Buddy Holly, but like yeah. fashion like dressing up like like this, you know? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> With like the tie and everything. Yeah. And there's like uh different even then 
um, different types of like emo attire, but mm. it's like when you saw it, it was obvious that it was emo. It's like you mm. could dress in like all black and yeah. wear like chains and like have black and white striped long sleeve shirts peeking out underneath your black shirt or like tucking in like what you've got. Yeah. Like tucking in a button down. Yeah. You have a messenger bag. Yeah. It's, yeah. It almost seems like the original hipster style, right? Yeah. Whereas like kind of dressing up, but in a way that doesn't look dressed up. You yeah. Know? There's these, I don't remember what they're called, but these like <laughs> pictures, like drawings where you could see how someone from your scene would dress. And like a lot of it is like uh, counterculture type scenes, but like so much overlap because emo is just brings people together so you would have like screamo scene kids yeah and like the hipsters with like the glasses or like uh rockabilly where mm. you dress like you're from the 50s but southern i don't know <laughs> <laughs> interesting well so again before we get too deep how would you define emo so i would say just like emotional like Obviously, yeah. Emotional. Obviously emotional, but yeah. like, um, like most emo bands to me, they have like, they can either go from like just very blatantly obvious, like I'm sad, shit sucks type lyrics, or like a complicated, feels more like a story type lyrics. But they're all just all about being like depressed yeah maybe your girlfriend left you and you hate your hometown well social alienation yeah sensitivity misanthropy yeah introverts and angst oh so much angst uh, so much angst. so much angst yeah <laughs> that's awesome yeah okay so that's kind of it's more about just again feeling those kind of negative i mean it's not even negative emotions but like processing them in a way through music i don't know it's interesting yeah um Okay, so started in that style, like I said, and I mean, have you kind of tracked how the style? So, well, <laughs> let's get so the '90s era, right? So, I, what were the big like uh, big bands? It's Nirvana. Was that an e did that? I yeah, that you could say Nirvana. I'd also say Jawbreaker is huge, Jawbreaker and then just to Brazil. Huge, yeah. I love Jawbreaker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was another big one that that popped up. Oh uh, yeah, I've seen them a couple of times. Really? They, mm, yeah, because they got back together. Okay. They were they broke up and it was a huge thing um and yeah. like it and how old were you again so i don't even think i was born for most of Drawbreaker. right right, yeah. right but when you were so did you start with the early stuff or did you no i started with like fallout boy and like panic yeah or like really before then too before it was like simple plan and my chemical romance mm-hmm and then, yeah. Then okay. I discovered Fallout Boy, <sighs> and God, that was just so much of my life. Yeah, huge Fallout Boy was the big one for yeah. you. Yeah. Okay. Huge... Would you consider them your favorite band? Not now, but oh, for interesting, so much of my life. Well, that's what I don't consider Weezer my favorite band now, but yeah. I consider them my favorite band overall. You I know wouldn't I mean? even consider really? Fallout Boy my favorite band over because there's like so, like um. After they went on hiatus, mm-hmm. um, and when they came back from hiatus, it was like it was very different. And their first album back, I did like, but I think I liked it because it meant that Fall Out Boy was back, mm. and I could finally see them live because I was too young to go to shows before they yeah. went on hiatus. And then when they came back, I was finally like, like I was graduating high school, so I could finally go and do stuff and like. Throughout high school, I, like, lived in an area where I feel like there weren't a lot of shows that I could go to. Alabama? Like, no, it's Texas. Oh, Texas. But, like, oh. middle of nowhere, Texas, where, like, everything was, like, 18 and up. Oh. So, and I, like, I didn't have a car. So, seeing anything live was not in not normal possible, possibilities. Yeah. yeah. So. That stinks. It did stink. Yeah. But I have, I feel like, more than made up for it because <laughs> I am always going yeah. to a show <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah also when they came back were they in that my songs know what you did in the dark mm-hmm. phase so it's a little not as much as probably what you were looking for it was like at the time 
I really appreciated it for what it was. Okay. But like reflecting back on it now, I don't really listen to anything post hiatus. Yeah. I really don't listen to anything after like American Beauty, American Psycho. Oh wow. That's a whole other yeah so well and i want to talk about how like emo progressed in that in that sense but again so starting in the 90s is still very kind of like grungy you yeah. know what i mean and kind of uh, like but that's where weezer came in and made it a little bit more poppy i think too right yeah and like that's when like i'd say like even pop punk as well mm. which again a lot of overlap started taking off because punk went from being like so in your face anti-authority like anarchist so it kind of strayed from metal in a way yeah and it it's like it was more of an alienating genre like not in a bad way but in like a there was no way to get radio play with punk because of how like against the system it was and how like that was just not cool so then like pop punk kind of took the same ideas and softened them up yeah which got them to be popular which is like where the pop yeah well and what's interesting again what i kind of wanted to bring back from before is that it's also kind of ties into that like jackass era but like mtv era yeah where like uh even like tony hawk you know what i mean like the skater like the whole thing you know what i mean like that's it's a whole part of of that genre and it just kind of like fit really well for some reason it worked so well and they fucking got me hook line they got you yeah yeah guitar hero also such a cool era to live in that 90s like like if i was like a like a 15 year old in 1996 yeah you know what i mean are you kidding me i'd be over i'd be over i'd be wearing skinny jeans eyeliner i have a band the whole thing oh my god so i'm gonna like share this with my friends who like were and they're gonna be like this asshole yeah, that's true. How dare you romanticize? <laughs> my period. I was in torment at this point. <laughs> They're gonna be like, "This makes me feel old." <laughs> Damn. Well, you are old. <laughs> I'm young. That's how it goes. Anyways, people get born and die all the time. We don't have to talk about all it. All right. <laughs> but it would be cool, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and like, kind of being able to experience that in the moment. And I think there's many things you can say that about. Yeah. yeah. But like specifically, like with music, you know, kids now are like romanticizing experiencing emo and pop punk for what it was in 2014 which is crazy true me too honestly (laughs) (laughs) Um, oh to go back right it's uh, so good um just anything pre-2016 we don't have to all right but uh but no so yeah then that end of so then pinkerton uh pinkerton came out like 1998 i believe Mm -hmm. and again cornerstone critically everybody shat on this album like so bad yeah even pop punk or like emo kids were like what the fuck is this you know he's talking about yeah he's talking about they're in love with it half japanese girl what are we talking about here <laughs> <laughs> there's some pretty uh you know iffy things in that in that and a lot of the early weezer there's stuff. a lot of iffy things in the genre yeah so. in the genre true <laughs> there's a lot of iffy things in, in culture in general people didn't know anyways uh we don't have to get into that <laughs> Okay, but it started to shift at this point again, though, kind of a little bit more poppy. Am I wrong? Poppy. Um, well, came they. So Pinkerton came out, and after a, a couple years, then Green Album came out with Weezer, mm-hmm. and that was still considered an emo album, apparently. Mm-hmm. But I find Green to be just the most bland. Island in the, in the Sun is on that one. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a great song, <laughs> but I don't think it's emo. You know yeah. what I mean? So, what bands in this era do do you did you kind of come up with? What what's the time frame that we're looking at here? Yeah, so you're, like you're hitting me with Weezer facts. I know. <laughs> this is I know. Well, this is a, well, this is my frame of reference as well. Yeah. So that's what I wrote down. It's weird. <laughs> it was weird, like looking at e- Weezer through the emo lens, but we don't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's like post like end of the 1990s, so like 1999 to like 2000. Yeah. And is this also? Do you know that uh, Warped Tour was heavily tied with with emo culture? Yeah. Before? They freaking all the greats, like the huge ones, like Blink One Eighty Two. True, huge, big, big, big ones. Big one. Yeah. Big in the pop punk. This locked. I'm gonna make sure that we're still recording. Okay. okay. <laughs> new studio. We're good. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. So I guess at that point, like, um, I wouldn't say that Green Day was on my radar yet, True. because once American Idiot came out, they were like. Yeah. 
but like early 2000s i would say probably like again blink 182 um hawthorne oh i don't know we're still not even there yet yeah a little bit there's like a gap because i just didn't yeah well like i said well yeah you didn't exist a little bit there (laughs) but again i mean i think there's also like waves in culture too right so i think they're kind of like towards the end of the 90s kind of probably fizzled out a little bit again i don't i mean it was still there obviously yeah but it's like again they considered weezer's green album a a, uh, an emo album yeah so yeah, early two thousands though. All right, so we we don't know this much about this era. We move along. We were not conscious. At the yeah, time. we were not conscious <laughs> at the time. Okay, that's <laughs> fine. But the, but you know, people started at this point. I know early two thousands, like uh, looks wise, is when it started getting more. You know, people dyeing their hair black. Yeah. And long, like straight, you know, straightened hair, and yeah. and getting a little bit more grunge with it, and bringing that culture back a little bit we're away from the crazy. Huh? We were getting crazy. We were getting whack, wackadoo. Wild, buck wild, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, and like, um, I don't know. My favorite, like, when I started gaining consciousness and becoming a human being, yeah, um, I clocked into the world at about age seven. (laughs) 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 That's what I was like. Um, ooh, okay, now that I'm like reflecting, I'm remembering all these other bands, like, Texas is the reason and Mineral, huge, like. God, probably late 90s early 2000s okay. um similarly emo mm. twinkly twinkly emo mm-hmm. interesting interesting yeah <laughs> it's funny every time i see you like smile one of your glitter pieces falls yeah, out yeah i'm raining twinkly <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay but then uh yeah so again we can kind of jump to you know maybe where you started uh getting into so mid 2000s is really where like fallout boy was yeah big, right Mid two thousands, and this was when like Warp Tour was in its prime. Like Blink one eighty two was like at Warp Tour, which is crazy to me. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, Warp Tour used to be so crazy. I wanted to go so, so bad. I remember learning about it when I was in fifth grade. Yeah, Warp Tour, and like begging my parents, but I was literally in fifth grade. <laughs> They're like, "Are you out of your fucking mind?" Yeah, <laughs> I was like, mm, "But I really want to see them." <laughs> I felt so sad. Real quick, funny story. My um, my younger cousin was kind of into the you know My Chemical Romance era, things yeah. like that. Wanted to go to Warped Tour with my sister, who was kind of into it too. Yeah. Um, and you know they were like sixteen ish at the time. Yeah. Um, but some but they really wanted to go. So my dad's like, all right, well, let's go. Yeah. And he took them, and the like they were worried that you know they, he was watching over them. They were worried about them a little bit. Yeah. But then they came back. And my dad was the one. He like walked through the door. He's like, "What?" Yeah. And he's like, "Fuck yeah!" He was like, "He's like, fuck it, let's go, let's go." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hilarious. It's funny. One warp tour is all it takes to get hooked on the culture. So true. You know. <laughs> yeah, and so like also the the crowd culture at this point was very well established, right? So like mosh pits and uh, what's the other one? Crowd surfing. Those yeah. Are huge. Right? Yeah. That was really big. Crowd surfing was big. Yeah. Crowd surfing is still big. I've never done it though. Mm. You've I, never crowd surfed? I really don't like people touching me like that. <sighs> but it's like kind of beautiful. You know what I mean? You're just floating on top of hands. Really? I'll be like in the pit because I feel like that feels like a very different type of touch where none of it is direct. But crowd surfing is such a direct point of contact. Mm. I'm like, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. But I, again, I think that is like that. Those two things are what kind of makes the community pretty close too, because you have to trust people to be able to get in a mosh pit with yeah. them. You know what I mean? And get into a yeah, um, you know, go crowd surfing on them. Uh, with Me the trust that they will not drop your ass. Mm-hmm. I have. I mean, it was so much, but <laughs> I saw Joyce Manor again yeah. a couple of weeks ago, and they are one of my favorites. And I've seen them twice this year now, and it's so crazy to see younger people. I don't know, like Joyce Manor got in trouble like years ago because they're like, "Hey, if you're a fat guy, maybe don't." stage dive onto our 17 year old <laughs> lady fans and they got like such backlash but it's like it is like making a point yeah it's just <laughs> probably not articulated well i guess yeah. but articulate they got <laughs> 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 but yeah 
But now it's like the last two times I've seen them, it's like all these different people are up. And it's just, it's fine. I mean, like, no, I've never seen anyone drop someone because of their size, but more just because of the way that they went about getting up. Yeah. So, yeah. But it was funny to see. I was like, <laughs> eight years ago, you would have not been even trying this shit. No, <laughs> not at all. Yeah, yeah, you need to, yeah. <laughs> Pump the brakes, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's funny. I had my my friend at that um, at the Prince Daddy show. Uh, my friend went for the first time, and it was funny because like he just like didn't he like didn't he'd never done it before. So he like got up on the stage, yeah, and he like hesitated. Most of everybody was just kind of going up and jumping, yeah. And he like hesitated, and they were like, they yeah. were like, come on!" And it was just like, "Yeah, everybody jumped in." It it, the the church is such a good venue for it too yeah. because there's first like Unitarian church. there's like no oh, the emos know about the church. They know. About Trust the me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's like, I don't know if you've been to other, like, kind of similar genre shows, um, but usually there's, like, some sort of barrier mm-hmm. in between you right. and the band, or, like, the stage will be up pretty high, so it's kind of hard to get on top of it. Yeah. Like, there's a venue in Birmingham called Saturn, where I've never seen, like, a, a barricade in the traditional sense. You just, like you're getting your hip bones crushed into the stage. But it's, like, kind of higher up, so harder to get onto. Obviously, people still can, so they'll still stage dive. But the church is like, you you take one step up and you're flying. You're in there. (laughs) You're ready to go. Yeah, no, it's it's great for that. I I, Again, I only went there one time, and I definitely am going back for sure. Yeah. Um, Whenever, yeah, hit me up with those. But there's... Insignificant Other, who you saw at Prince Daddy, is going to be at the church in October with Origami Angel and Pool Kids. Hell yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. I'm yeah. literally going. Okay. So. Go. Let's do it. That's October. <laughs> I don't have any plans planned out that far. All yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> No, but yeah, yeah. So uh, let's get into your personal experience with the uh, emo a little bit, right? Okay. So your first, you, you know, seven, eight. When did it like really become apparent to you that you were like emo? You know what I mean? I think like really kind of right away i was like this is actually my shit so i remember like being like i said like i found out about war tour in fifth grade and was like begging to go and i remember designing my dream room when i was in fifth grade where i was like i'm gonna have a giant fallout boy rug Mm -hmm. over my floor and like just dedicate everything i the fallout boy really took off i found them and i was like yeah yeah and they were and they were and and that's what i'm saying is like even so i'm uh, the the, the fallout boy i know is like very poppy yeah in, in my opinion but they were like the uh, one of the cornerstones of emo at that point right they were so like early fallout boy was so crazy mm-hmm. and like so crazy, so crazy. Mm-hmm. and i remember being like in sixth grade i think that was when it really hit me that like i the music i was listening to and what i dedicated so much of my life to already was so unpopular (laughs) they had not taken off in sixth grade in my community yet it was just me and like they may have been more popular with like older people but i don't know to me i was like oh i'm like we're i'm different i'm different (laughs) just maybe not great for me to go through at that age because i was like i'm just so much better than other people because i don't listen to anything that's on the radio but they were on the radio so (laughs) well it's just the music you like you know what i mean and i think at that age it's easy to get confused with like how come i like this but nobody else likes this yeah like why is it's very easy to be like it, you can get your ego inflated because you're just yeah. like 12 is like also I feel like when a lot of um, it's almost like the pre-puberty. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like a lot of those uh, a lot of those like you, you're that's when a lot of like kids don't stop hanging out with their parents. You know what I mean? Or you go out and you get invited to like sleepovers and you like or I you, was not getting invited to sleepovers. Yeah. <laughs> or you realize, yeah, that you're unlike other people people or your whole life is unlike <laughs> other people things like that because it's like a point where i think it becomes very like high school which is weird like yeah. that early on but it's true people get very clicky that early and uh yeah well I d- and i did cute. find other emos yeah did you associate yourself with a lot of um emos at that point yep okay in sixth grade it was more 
you had to take what you could get. So it was me and a lot of anime kids, but I didn't really watch anime. Mm. But they were also like, we all shopped at Hot Topic. So we were yeah. like, this is fine. Yeah. We'll just stick together. Yeah. But uh, then like seventh grade, I really met my emos then. Okay. It's like a few few friends of mine that were like also just super into the genre mm-hmm. and like knew what i was talking about and there was so much overlap in our music taste and we all like watched michael Sarah movies yes. and yes. <laughs> it was so fun yeah yeah that was a golden age too such a good stuff. what a good time to be alive yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, and do you think that, I mean, what was, uh, do you think that a lot of the people that you were hanging out with at that, that point had a lot of, like, reason for angst and, and things like that and reason for... I think most people that age do, even True. if there's no, like, we all ended up, like, super mentally ill, but <laughs> just being 12 fucking sucks, so yeah. it's like, you're... uh watching so much about your life change yeah like your world is changing so rapidly and there's like not much you can do to stop it there's like pressure to grow up but you're only 12 yeah so it's like i think most people that are 12 have a lot of reason to be like the world doesn't understand me because ah, <laughs> they don't understand themselves so how the fuck's the world supposed to <laughs> yeah it's crazy it's yeah. wild it's it's uh but I think it's I think it's a, uh, at least so I was reflecting on this because we were talking, you know, because I was preparing for this. And I was like, I was reflecting on that period where, like, I started feeling kind of like antisocial or like kind of like a social outcast or something like that. Yeah. And at this point, it was like, I think I'm better off for it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like because I think like I before it was weird. I was like very they there's this idea of like especially in ohio right so the idea of like the perfect like football player like conservative like you know yeah. it's like very like a, a a very specific image of like the poster child I yeah would say. and to to not be that was something that i wanted to be but uh, because i started getting acne really early yeah. too that's another thing that's another thing that was like damn i can't be like I you can't know do anything well it's because before i was just a loud annoying kid and yeah. then i started getting really self-conscious about that yeah and i was like i can't be that loud kid because then i'll draw people attention to this it's weird yeah so it was like at that point uh i had to cope with being in my head though you know what i mean yeah. kind of like feeling those feelings alone and i think Again, now it's like I would prefer to be in my head sometimes. Yeah, you know I mean? uh, love to be in my head. Yeah, <laughs> and like feel those emotions. You yeah, know what I mean? feeling that emotion and and like vibe into a, a a band that you you know really you know Pinkerton was a big one for me and and yeah. it was like that was like all right this guy fuck he gets it gets me man you know? yeah yeah it yeah it's like uh, I don't know like being I was. And still, I've always been kind of exactly how I am right now. Mm. Hardly any deviation. Mm -hmm. I figured it out so quick. So I was like loud and obnoxious and strange and like said dumb shit all the time. And like social cues, they were lost on me. (laughs) So it was like being such, such a weird little kid and like, uh, I don't I don't want to like even if someone was like a bully when we were 12 we were literally 12 so I don't want to be like oh the popular kids they just didn't yeah, get true. me because they were just trying to do their best to yeah, fit into for sure sucked for everyone involved yeah didn't matter if you were like thin blonde and popular there was still like a lot of pressure to be that way mm-hmm. but I was none of those things. So <laughs> it was like, I just, I don't know. But I never like uh, felt pressure to be like popular. To try. Yeah. To popular. I just didn't, didn't click with me. I was never like. That's good. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I liked what I liked and like didn't hate the popular kids for being popular either. It was like. If you're going to be cool, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So, 
And that could also just be me literally not realizing that they hated me and made fun of me. Mm-hmm. It could very well be that. Well, but in my mind, I was like, <laughs> no, no, that's good. Because like I said, like I was very aware of like that. I was like hyper aware of like the social situations and overthinking a lot of the things. Right? Yeah. So it was hard for me to come away from that and like put it into perspective and be able to say something like, oh, they were just doing their best. You know yeah. what I mean? Where it sounds like you were always kind of like, uh, you know, I yeah, it was uh, like. I'm doing what I want to do. I'm vibing. Yeah. I'm straight chilling. Yeah. And uh, I think another thing that's important to realize what I've kind of uh, been thinking a lot about recently, too, is like in moments where you're feeling a lot, you're very emotional, too. You know what I mean? It's it's like personally for me, it kind of happened because of COVID, right? It's like things will like things will hit different you know what yeah. I mean? like and so like in you know songs are never gonna hit the same way again the way pinkerton did when i was like 15 years old you yeah. know what i mean or in covid I've, there's like a slew of songs like covid summer that i go back to for nostalgic reasons now yeah. you know what i mean it's like they're you know when i'm happy it's like cool i could like vibe out to a song and everything but when a song like connects with you emotionally there's just nothing like it you yeah know? there really is nothing like that so it's cool that you like vibed with that you yeah know? They got me early on. They got you early on. Like even, I don't know, I'm having trouble, I feel like, explaining in my head what's happening. Because it was like, even though I was not, I was not cool. I very much was not cool. And like, I don't hold it against the cool kids now. I probably still for sure did at the time. Mm -hmm. Even though I was like, fine. I was fine with not being cool. I was fine with not being popular. And I, again, I for sure probably was bullied more than I realized, but I was just not paying attention. But it was like all of my inner turmoil hardly even felt like it was from like not being popular. It was like internal. It was all just, I was in my fucking head and still am. Yeah. I was severely mentally ill when I was younger. I continue to be severely mentally ill as an adult. (laughs) It's like a lot of anxieties and paranoias. Uh, and like even being like six years old, like nostalgic for my past and like wishing I could redo everything at fucking six. six? Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, that is wild. Yeah. Well, and and so it's like, and that's like inherent, obviously. Yeah. Like if you were six, you know what yeah. I mean? It's yeah. like for me again, it was like a puberty thing. Yeah. But it's just crazy that like that that it was like that for you. So yeah, did you feel that that music like helped you cope and the culture helped you cope? Yeah, it like it gave me a sense of belonging where I didn't find it in the real world. Mm. Um, and also, I was like, I was so on my space. So <laughs> yeah, it made you feel comfortable. Were you and you were still like? Did it make you feel like more when you say comfortable, like like extroverted in a way, or how do, how do you mean? Yeah, I I'll get in my head, but I wouldn't consider myself very introverted still. Okay. Do a lot of yelling. <laughs> Love to talk to people. Yelling, Kellen. Lo- yelling, Kellen. Love when people get what I'm t- saying too. Um, I think for a little bit of time, I was a little bit of a gatekeeper, mm. but now I'm like, everyone's gonna know exactly what I'm talking about, and I'll just pretend like you like it. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter to me if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, but being in sixth grade, being emo, I started going on to myspace.com and finding even more bands that way so many so many bands on myspace yeah and like you got communities also maybe niche Mm. but i was also really big on neopets and (laughs) (laughs) is that emo in neopets or emo well you there were a lot of emos on neopets (laughs) because you could you could do like fan clubs and you would have like like just clubs that you could create or join and i remember creating one that was about william beckett who is the frontman for the academy is because i was so in love with him <laughs> and i'm seeing them in a couple of weeks which is crazy but i like i made a fan club for it there were like boards where you could post on and you could post about being emo yeah. and like you could decorate so you had your neopets mm. but then your neopets could also have pets and those were called pet pets and your pet pets could have pages just for them where unlike the regular neopets account you were like pretty limited in what you could do with your pet pets it was very it was all like html like you could make it totally different yeah so mine was so emo (laughs) 
<laughs> like so many like ed- like emo uh, buttons, little graphics to put all over it. So Neopets is also quite formative in my <laughs> emo like in your emo life. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. And you stylized them all emo and everything like that. Yeah. You like it was so so much fun yeah. to do. Making my signature different so sad lyrics and like posting we would be like, We're so sad. <laughs> do you guys also like emo? And like befriending people over that and then bringing that over to myspace once i was old enough to be well not old enough i was probably still too young to legally be on myspace but i was still on myspace (laughs) um i remember i grew up on a military base yeah um because my dad is in the military right and i remember internet safety so was not a thing but i remember (laughs) this one person who had like i had befriended in like on fan boards on neopets who like knew that i was emo knew that i was super into fallout boy she was like well i say she that was for sure like a 40 year old man but <laughs> 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 me like, oh my dad's the manager for fallout boy and he could send them over to your house and you could meet them so what's your address and Whoa. i was like Are you kidding me so i sent her my address no. <laughs> i did but I lived on a military base. Okay. Which, like, you could see immediately. Like, when yeah. you Google the address, it's, like, very obvious that I lived in a military. I never heard back. Wow. <laughs> Good thing, too. Yeah, Good thing. You almost died, Kelly. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> scamming people back then. The <laughs> Lord is looking out for me. Hey, maybe you maybe you missed out on me. Maybe you missed out on me to follow up with. I met them since then. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Oh, really? When, yeah. Uh, when was that? Um, These were both post-hiatus. Mm. I think only twice, um, but like paying for meet and greets. Okay. Yeah. Cried so much. Spent so much money. Cried so much. So much. Did you cry with them? They were not crying. But you it were was crying. I was. <laughs> I was in shambles. Yeah. It was like the especially the first time. Uh, I was freshly eighteen. Yeah. Just graduated high school. Oh man. Moved from Texas to Alabama. Hmm? That's a raw time. It's a raw too. time. Yeah. It was like they had just come back from being on hiatus and they were they had been my favorite band for so long. Like I listened to them so long before they were on hiatus. So it was like this huge gap of time where I was just counting the days, just waiting for them to come back. Like every single time that any one of them was like on TV for anything, if they were getting interviewed live for anything, I was watching it and I was like, they're going to announce it. I, was I can so, feel the yeah, I, I can was, feel the excitement, the pressure. Oh my god! So <laughs> I was like, oh thank God! I was like planning on not go- they like they were going to be in Texas the same time as my high school graduation ceremony. So I was like, I'll just miss the ceremony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they were like, no, you have to, so, you have to do that. But like literally, like the like four days after graduating high school, we moved to Alabama. So they were playing a show in Atlanta. So I went to that. Yeah. And uh, I paid so much money to do the meet and greet. And my friends that I had met in seventh grade were also there. They were the other emos, they came. Yeah. My sister was there. Oh, so it was a big moment. Yeah, it was a huge moment. So yeah. did you, and it was worth it. It was worth it. Yeah. I cried so much. Yeah. And it was like, they played like a lot of like old hits because it was yeah. like, obviously they weren't going to just like, loaded up with brand new songs after being gone for so long so it was like it was huge it was an arena show which is so crazy it's like outdoors and i i just i rarely go to those types of big ass shows Mm. now they're so expensive and i hate to be outside but uh, but i mean like meeting those people like i've always wanted to get into the mind of like like what person can put this arrangement together that makes me feel so so much you yeah. know what i mean and like and tell them like almost thank them you know what yeah. i mean it's like this is something you made something i don't even know if you understand what you did yourself you yeah know what I mean? but like this made me feel like some sort of way it made me feel different you yeah know? and that's so weird that it's just a feeling you know Such a fe- it's just a feeling and it's just, ju- it's just like nothing you know yeah but it's not nothing it's so everything. much it's everything yeah <laughs> it's everything yeah, well, so um, what I wanted to get into a little bit was how, like, the Wonder Years and, like, yeah. kind of modern baseball era mm-hmm. of emo. That the was golden, like, well, I'm still in it, honest to God. Yeah, it's still out there. Yeah. Right? So it kind of pulled back, like, soft, uh, softer a little bit, right? 
it's I would say early wonder years doesn't feel soft it's very mm, like it's it's a lot of like it's rough around the edges especially um an album that is not an album but it is kind of an album but it's not on spotify um get stoked on it mm. by the wonder years which they hate they <laughs> hate get stoked on it but it's like wow. it's like it's so chaotic yeah so much about being from philly <laughs> they're such a philly band yeah. i love them and like uh like all of the current big names like that their early stuff was like so like raw raw like chaotic mm-hmm. yeah yeah and it's very dynamic you know what i mean i think that's uh, uh just another part of it too like i said kind of like a way steering away from just like one kind of sound yeah i think it's a lot more dynamic a lot more going on like more chaotic but yeah in a good way you know yeah i was yeah i would still say a lot of pop punk i think if you don't listen to pop punk a lot of it sounds the same okay there's like play neck deep and then you play knuckle puck and you play state champs and it's like yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) sense of theme here yeah that's true yeah they do kind of have a similar vibe we'll say that yeah yeah (laughs) but still so good but still hitting that like raw chord you know what i mean it's weird that that chord changes too yeah this is is interesting (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah, so we're up until, do you, how, how have you seen kind of up to where we are now, how, how things change within, um, the emo culture? It is, there's more inclusion. Mm. There's so much more because the past 25 years of my life, it's been sad white guys. <laughs> and now it's like, Hey, you know what? Other people have feelings too. <laughs> and they're like, there's more of an effort and a push to remember that other people have emotions and yeah. feelings. And it's like, people are more held accountable for their actions than ever before. Yeah. And like, while a lot of the shows I end up going to might still have like entirely straight white man yeah <laughs> lineups there's still like it's it's so much more accessible to everyone now yeah so that's probably like the biggest change mm-hmm. but there's also like sonically it feels more like complex hmm. and like more thinkers more thinkers yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah well that's probably good i mean it's so it's it's interesting because it's like um before you know obviously emotion is like a big thing like just feeling and part of that feeling a lot of the time is without thinking you know what i mean i think honestly it feels more like it's looped back because Mm. it's like early emo it's like you you read along with the lyrics and you're like jesus christ (laughs) and then like there's like a period of time where a lot of it was just like my ex sucks get me out of this town yeah I hate myself. Yeah. But now it's like, whoa. whoa. We're getting it back to... Real. Yeah. Expressing, like, real emotion that's, like... Getting crazy. Yeah. Like, I'm actually... It's, like, uh, more about the mental health type of thing. Yeah. And not more about my girlfriend. Smoking. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> the... <laughs> It's good. They all hit the same, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, but but the new <laughs> stuff, but the new stuff, it, you know, you, it's good to see that evolve. You know what I mean? It's good to to see change in a in a culture like that. Yeah. And, um, I'm glad it's more inclusive for yeah. sure. You know, and it maybe so much, yeah. well, and and again, maybe it's like maybe that the newer themes, the more complex themes, are more relatable to more people now too. Besides, like if it's just, you're thinking about my girlfriend, it's like, yeah, like, I don't have a girlfriend. I'm yeah. Like, I don't I'm know not who. into girls. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but now it's like, and probably the pandemic really it feels like emo has had a resurgence recently mm. and that has to just be from people feeling isolation like they'd never had before True. and feeling like you're just missing out on so much yeah. of your life because you couldn't do anything for so long yeah. so emo's cool again yeah <laughs> new wave yeah yeah well, uh, one for one for the pandemic you know? <laughs> let's go yeah and then like the political climate impacts emo 
so much. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. How? Like, I mean, well, yeah, go ahead. Just like when things are shittier, which traditionally they typically are shitty, but like especially like if a Republican is in office, like the feeling of like hopelessness and having no like power to do anything gets so much stronger mm. so then yeah you get even more emo music out yeah. of it and I, re- I remember like when trump got elected people were like posting about how like how what like george w bush did for emo <laughs> and some people were pissed off they were like why would you joke about it I was like it is true yeah when shit sucks people turn to music for it yeah. so yeah 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 <laughs> well they kind of escape and like we're you know the the chaos that they're feeling yeah. because of the political climate they channel into you know yeah. into music yeah that's awesome yeah <laughs> it's kind of a silver lining you know what i mean yeah yeah Trump got elected i was like this sucks <laughs> although although <laughs> american idiot was a fucking banger <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, yeah, so we get to kind of see some of, uh, you know, the, how that's going to unfold even kind of going forward. Too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm interested in, in kind of the future of how it, things are going to progress with everything in general, but also, you know, specifically music and specifically emo culture because, you know, like Paige was saying, it's just with metal, it's just becoming a lot more experimental. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like... Uh, emo is becoming you're focusing more on like the thought and like the you know the specific types of emotion that you're feeling yeah that's awesome i love emo (laughs) (laughs) um well i think i think that's a good place to wrap it up did uh, do we miss anything throughout the emo culture or anything like that oh there's so much but impossible to capture we would need a my literal entire life (laughs) (laughs) maybe we'll do a part two at some point (laughs) got a lot to say about parker cannon it's just that i love him i just love him so much (laughs) (laughs) i'm emotional all right right, cullen well thanks for coming out of course happy to be here (laughs) do you want to shout your uh like uh instas out or anything do you any good follow not kellen it's not kellen yeah really good at photography Check those out. That's good Film, stuff. Film, photography, baby. Yeah. I'm just a caricature of a person. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kelly. Kelly, you got to talk a little louder. I don't know. <laughs> I'm talking so loud and it's moving. <laughs> yeah, maybe not that much. Maybe that's a little much. Uh, <laughs> I think it's fine, though. I think we're good, probably.